Hi, I'm Mark Renner. This is Victory Over Sin. Saturday afternoon to you. My name is Mark Rennick. This is Victory Over Sin. Victory Over Sin is a show that's funded by an advocacy arm of St. Vincent de Paul. And what we try to do at the first of the show is to explain to you what we're attempting to do. Um, Victory Over Sin is actually an approach to having you, the Idahoan, understand what it's like to be incarcerated, come out of incarceration, and to live on parole in the state of Idaho. We do that in a couple different ways, and probably the most exciting one, the one we like the most, is this radio show. And we've been doing this radio show for three and a half years now. Uh, And if you go back to the archives of KBXL and you look back in the past shows, you'll see all sorts of shows addressing all sorts of the issues that affect those of us who have been incarcerated and are coming to live in community. There's been state senators. There's been presidents of organizations. There's been organizations that help people. We've had people that walked out the first day and came to the radio program. We've had somebody that actually sat in the studio and then from here went back into incarceration. Uh, so it's an interesting kind of array. We like it. It's a good body of work if you're attempting to understand the Department of Corrections. Take a look at that at your leisure. In addition to that, we also do a PowerPoint that's pre-COVID. We'd come out to your business, to your church, to your locale, and we'd show you a 20-minute PowerPoint about the Department of Corrections. And then that left an opening for a conversation about the Department of Corrections. The great thing about that is that it was led by a person, and is led by a person, that is a returning citizen themselves. So it's important that you get that insight. We like doing that, and we hope to get to be able to do that at some point in time in the future. Um, in addition to that, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that we now have an office at the corner of Benjamin and Emerald at 8620. West Emerald, that's Suite 140. Um, And we are there from 9 to 12 o'clock, Monday through Friday. You should come in if you have any questions about the show or about incarceration. We'll attempt to answer that. I'm blessed to have a terrific staff, all of whom have been incarcerated. And so they can give you an insight of what it's like to be incarcerated and to go from there. In addition, if you're listening to my voice in the desert out there and you need a ride from incarceration and there are not family or people to pick you up, contact your case manager and they will write me an email and one of our guys will come out and pick you up and it'll be exciting. Some of the things that are coming up in the future, if you are in the desert also now and you're particularly at Max or if you're at South Boise or if you're at Sicky, hey, I've got a surprise for you. We're bringing cookies to you within the next couple of weeks. We've been raising money to purchase cookies, and we do, we've do. we always done that in years past for just Max. This year we're excited to expand to the women's prison adjacent to Max, and it looks like as of this recording that we're coming to Sicky too. So if you're at the farm, you're at Max, or you're at um, the South Boise Women's Group, looks like you'll get cookies. 
the rest of you, you're going to have to wait for next year. We're going to expand to the whole system next year. I knew it would get big. I just didn't think it was going to get this big this quick. But pulling off cookies out there in COVID is a miracle in itself. So say a prayer for that. Uh, I am super excited about who we got on the show. It's a returning guest, and she brought her husband with her this time. So we'll be back in one second. The United States has the highest percentage of its population in prison in the world. That's one in 200 Americans are currently serving time in a federal or local prison. As of May 2017, Idaho has 8,223 men and women incarcerated and another 17,201 on probation and parole. So upon release from prison, who works with these individuals and families to help them transition back into our community? This is done by what we call Returning Citizens Resources and coffee shop. We offer them a cup of coffee and some resources and information to help get them on solid footing with their faith, their recovery, and to begin their new life as our neighbor. It's designed for the offender's first stop from the institution. If you'd like to help us help them, please contact Mark Rennick at 629-8861. That's area code 208-629-8861. And if you're out in the desert needing any help for your transition, we pay for that call. Okay, this will be fun. I have Chris and April White in the studio. We're going to call them the founders and the directors of whitenoisestudio.com.co, right? Dot .co. Dot .co. Mark always gets it mixed up. He puts an M on it. Uh, I would also say they are pretty much pastors at large at this point in time. And working in locations designated by the Holy Spirit. I love how that sounds. I like that. Yeah. That's good. So welcome, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. This is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. If you're listening to the show and you have for a while and you're going to hear the voice, when April starts talking, she is the voice. She sings the lead-in song. That's a that's Hello. a song. That, yes, that is so cool. And that's my song. Nobody else has that song, right? Nobody else. I wrote it just for you, Mark. That is so cool. So, I mean, you know, all these guys, that you'd be surprised how many emails I get from North Carolina and South Carolina saying, we're going to take your show nationally. Of course, it's going to cost you a fortune. <laughs> but uh, they, they're probably after your voice. Oh, no. It's all you, Mark. Oh, yeah. Clearly. 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 I don't know what anybody in North Carolina want to talk about in Idaho, but I think they're just trying to get money out of us. Probably. Yes. So tell me about you guys and where you're from, birthplace and background and all that kind of good stuff. Let Chris start. Oh, boy. Well, um, I'm, a, I'm a son of Illinois, actually. I was born there. But grew up all across the country. I lived in a bus uh, way below the poverty line, <laughs> running from the authorities. That's a long story. <laughs> but it took me my entire adulthood to be able to recover from my childhood. Uh, that's, one, that's one of those things. that um, That's just kind of how everything happened. But the Lord's been making it clear to me recently that since before I was born, I've, I've been a missionary. And I think it took until recently really to come to peace with that and to stop fighting it. One of the things I wrote in my notes the other day is that I'm, I'm like an air horn in a quiet library. And I, I've always, I've kind of resented that for way, way too many years. And now it's, I'm finally making peace with that because God took me to a place recently where he showed me the deepest wound in my heart. And, uh, and he just, he so skillfully removed it. And 
Um, I don't know how deep you want to go this this quick here, but no, but I, I think that's but you t- touch on something. I think that affects everybody that's listening to us. I mean, it's really life is about attempting to figure out who you are and listening to what God's asking you to do. And it sounds like that's what you're starting to figure out. Hey, you're doing a lot younger than I did, so congratulations on that. <laughs> well, you it's really cool. Tell these young guys across. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm 45, <laughs> and, and it took me this long to really begin living life. Really. Um, in my opinion, and um, it, making peace with that, with the the real identity, and, and really discovering that, like our mentor tells us all the time, he's like, you know, it's it's okay to be a late bloomer because because I was. Our mentor says I, I was a late bloomer, and it's okay for you to be a late bloomer too, and 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 just trust God and be patient with what it is He's doing in you, because a lot of times it's not about what we would call the outcome or the result. Sometimes God's really pressing into something that's entirely different. And the example that I have is that I, I have a deep father wound. Mm-hmm. And I think probably a lot of people listening to this show can relate to that. <clears throat> and for me, it was because my dad, he was a pastor and there was a whole lot of, of brokenness and, and abuse that happened in, in the house when I was younger. And to, to suffer like that at the hands of a, of a guy who's supposed to be, you know, working for God, yeah. it's, it's really traumatic. And uh, I'm not going to get into the sort of details, but I, I thought that my main issue was with him. And for, I, I've had two or three go rounds where I've, you know, the issue has been brought up and I've had to forgive and, and I did forgive and it was successful and it was gut wrenching. But really what the Lord took me back to, and I, I want to dig deeper into this as the show unfolds, is that the last six months have been brutal for us as we've stepped out in faith to do what God has called us to do. Yeah. But he showed me really that the real wound that I had wasn't about my earthly father. It was about God himself and that I was absolutely angry with God. Don't red mark, right, Chris. But a red mark, right? <laughs> yeah, I get five demerits. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I was I had deep, deep anger and brokenness that was aimed right at God and and the essence of it is that he took me to a place where he finally showed me that issue. And when I finally saw it, I felt like I had been completely outfoxed by God that he took me to this place deep in my heart where he had to, it's such deep surgery that he had to intentionally continuously wound me to get me to the place where he could finally then remove this wound from me, the deep wound without killing me. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of resentment there that was that had piled up and there was a whole lot of misunderstanding and a whole lot of anger in me because I'm like, God, how dare you take me to this place where, you know, literally I have no more secrets and, and I have to admit that my main issue is with you. And it, it wrecked me because really that's what Jesus came to do. He came to become sin for us. And in that moment where I realized all that, I didn't respond kindly to God. I actually just launched into him with like just viciousness, you know, because because I was reacting out of a place of fear and out of a place of woundedness and anger. And and he just stood there and he took it. Mm-hmm. And I, I just realized in that moment, it, it's all joy for him to become sin for me. And so that, that has really changed my life. And I feel like I've just been saved, man. I've been walking with Jesus since 1990, but I feel like everything has been reset now. And now I'm really at peace with who he made me to be. Like I said, a missionary since before I was born and I don't have to get the same outcomes as all the people who are chasing career and houses and, and all the other stuff, all the other garbage that's just going to burn. <laughs> um, um, I'm, I'm at peace now with chasing whatever God has for me and however that looks, mm-hmm. you know, well, and I think, you know, he's uh it's a great insight and I loved hearing about it, but he also got 
he put you with a partner and gave you two kids. She's amazing. Oh, man, you know, and so she's always been one of my favorite people. And Thank so, you guys. Really, yeah, she was kind. I mean, I've, yeah, I've, she's, she's special. She and is. so she also, if, as you listen to her, talk about the fact that you're, Vin, Boise Vineyard, kind of, and you've done all sorts of stuff that catches us up before. Been around, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. But I, I mean, people know you, and they know your work. Yes, and and you've inspired people in terms of that work. So, talk a little bit about Boise Vineyard. And um, well, I my family started going to the Boise Vineyard when I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. They've been around the valley for quite a few years, um, almost three decades. Uh, so, really, I, I grew up there. That's where. I was rooted and established in Jesus, really. Um, That's where I fell in love with him. That's where I launched into ministry. That is where my deep passion for worship and Mm -hmm. just the presence of God was cultivated. Mm -hmm. Um, My my mom was always involved in worship, so it's actually like a heritage thing. Um, My family is very musical and I think we have sung our entire lives, you know. My grandpa used to strike up choruses and mm-hmm. be like, of hymns in the van when we were all driving down the street, and it was beautiful, just great memories. But it just points to the, that heritage of of the saints, you know. So I grew up in the church, and um, anyway, yeah, the vineyard. I love that. I think place. I saw you at. Uh, I think I saw you at uh, Celebrate Recovery. Celebrate Recovery. Yep, oh, I yeah. led worship there for about seven years total. Mm-hmm. Um, just in that recovery sphere, I I love to come with just hope, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the hope of Jesus in in those times of worship, and I know that when we sing truth, right, it mm-hmm. it shakes things in us. It it brings heaven to earth. It brings truth into our hearts, right? It shapes our minds, and we're transformed. And um, I just am thankful, and I love that I get to operate in this sphere of of leading people in worship and the presence of God and man because it changes things it does I used to, and I think of what you guys did I think it's what you're gonna have to tell me when it was was it two years ago or so when you did the summer with the worship guys that was last summer was that last summer 2019 okay, okay. Yeah. 2019. okay so that's when I got the indication that you guys had something planned more than uh, just yes. singing it at what was then vertical yes yeah. so uh, talk about that, that, and that's a dream that's kind of led into what Chris is starting to talk about before, right? 100%, yes. Can I? Do it. Okay, Do it. I'm going to go. Um, worship really brought Chris and I together, um, the inception of our relationship. He yep. was this really cute guy on a worship team <laughs> that I tried to introduce one of my other friends to. I thought he was to. a drummer, that's why. Well, he was singing oh, at the time, was. at the vineyard, actually. Oh, he yeah. was on a worship team, and um, I'd come back from out of the country, and... Um, my friend, anyway, uh, long story. I'm not going to go into all of that, but um, play, I was playing, I was trying to play matchmaker and, you know, introduce him to somebody else. And I ended up marrying him and I got him. But um, anyway, good. our our first year of marriage, and we were just passionate about worship and about living that life together. Well, I mean, we even talked about wanting to just live with our family on the road and travel and worship and, and connect with the church and just glorify God in, in our lives. And that was one of the things really, I remember driving down Cole road with you before we were, I think even dating and we were just dreaming together about, man, maybe one day, like, I don't think we used the word we, but I said like, I really want to tour the nation like live on a, maybe not live on a bus necessarily because I grew up on a bus, <laughs> but, but um, yeah, tour the nation, see, see all the sites, but mainly just meet all the people. 
and and worship our guts out in every yeah. location we come across. I don't know. Go ahead, babe. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, so our first year of marriage, we actually ended up going. We've partnered with Youth with a Mission a lot, or YWAM. They're a global organization. They do training, and it was it was amazing. And we ended up going to South Africa our first year of marriage and For participating six in a six month school called yeah. a discipleship training school. And one week we were there when they, they were speaking on worldview and like Christian worldview and how, and, and just like global worldview, how it shaped, how, how culture is shaped, how, how thinking is shaped and, and things transform. Um, and the speaker that was speaking on worldview she started talking about the thinkers in society and how really there are a few thinkers that end up like, you know, regurgitating their thought into the world and people run with it. Right. They're like and, the rudder on a ship. Yeah. A yeah. Small really. Thing that steers the entire. Yeah. Thing. yeah. And that has actually been true. If you look at history yeah. um, and how influential media and the arts are in that transformation process it's so powerful and mm -hmm. in that moment chris and i looked at each other and we're like wow like this is why we were here we needed to hear this and god just like dropped this really broad vision and desire in our hearts in that moment to influence the influencers and that is what he spoke to us he was like you're going to influence the influencers um i've called you to this i've called you to walk with people to disciple people to raise them up and to launch them out into these spheres of influence, especially in, in, in media and the arts to shape culture, right. Mm -hmm. To bring Jesus in to those places. Right. And we all know that, you know, media can be a very, very dark, very um, oppressive place. <laughs> um, and it's a place that really needs the light of Jesus. And so um, that was almost, 20 years ago, um, our 20th anniversary is this next August. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks. I mean, we celebrated our first anniversary in South in Africa, South Africa. Yeah. but it's been, it's been quite a journey um, of just seeking the Lord for this. And like Chris was saying, alluding to um, is that God does a deep work in you before he, he uses you sometimes Um for his purposes because he wants to build in the character and build that foundation of like, you're grounded in Christ Jesus. Right. So like what you're producing is, is actually valuable, right? Cause you're producing the kingdom of God. Because I think what we, we were talking about before we went on air too, was it was perceived by me with, I mean, you were both kind of vertical yeah. and then the COVID hit. And so, Every kind of everything was cattywampus, oh, yeah. which isn't a word, but uh, so a word. And, and so you Chris seems to take over more and more of the of the preaching to help Matt at that point in time. Mm. You were singing more, and we we're doing it all remotely. I saw that almost like as a catalyst to kind of kick you back to what you were doing the summer before. But yeah, this was already what you're saying is this was already a plan that you had in mind before that. Well, it wasn't necessarily our plan. I mean, we've we've um, understood it in various. Um, at various stages and at, at various mm -hmm. points of our lives. Mm -hmm. And we've always been called to be missionaries, like I said earlier. And since before we were married, we wanted to do this. We just yeah. didn't know what this was. Um, but God gave us the name white noise and white noise is a thing that obliterates, drowns out and obliterates unwanted sound. Love it. Yes. Love that name. And yeah. It happened to be the last name. of. And one. it happens to be our last <laughs> <Yes>. name. <laughs> so it's perfect for us. And it's, it's perfect because 
not because of anything about us, but because Christ in us. Absolutely. And um, so we have this, we've always had a deep and abiding passion, but we haven't always been able to express exactly what it is. We do want to go influence the influencers. Mm -hmm. We want to use um, blogs and books and songs and sermons to do it. And that's, that's my understanding of where we are now, of how we're starting with this thing with God said, start with content. So we're mm -hmm. starting with, we we're building a website. April spent awesome at building up our website and, um, and we've got, we've got a blog on there and I'm working on, I've got some ideas for at least one book that I won't share the title of because it's top secret. <laughs> okay. um, it's but then, but, awesome. and she's been working on songs and I've been working on sermons and I've been, I've been preaching on our Facebook page quite a bit. We're in a yeah. series in Esther right now, which has been amazing so for good. me to go through. And also, also to right at this point, before we get too far along, let's yeah. say that you're also going to kind of take over for uh, at common ground biker church. This is airing on Saturday. And so you're listening to us now tomorrow at nine 30 at a common ground biker church, yes. which is located at 62 East Fairview adjacent to Albertsons there in the kind of a mall area. You guys are taking over as praise and worship and uh, guest lecturers yes. uh, for the whole morning. So that's kind yeah. of cool. It's We're a, so excited. It starts at 9.30. So yeah, you're driving around and all those churches that you're going to are closed. This one's not. Come it's, on it's out. It's and not. So come on, bring a mask and come on. Yeah, so we're going to be cool people. We're going to be ministering on the topic of breakthrough because I think so many people are just out of touch with hope nowadays. Absolutely. And when we talked with the staff there at Common Ground, they're like, man, we're, we're asking like, how can we pray for you? How can we come in and, and just serve you guys best? And they said, dude, you need to bring some hope. Pray, pray <laughs> yeah. Cause hope. I think so. it's a, I mean, that's where one of the places that I go and um, I love all these guys, but you're right. It, we've gotten, gotten this rut and even had some people who I have brought in saying, you know, the politics or the da 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 da, you know, and it's, so there really does yeah. need to be some kind of energy, and that'll be great for you to be there. And, uh, We're well, excited. And I don't know if you wanted to touch on this, babe, but we we one of the things that God told us to do is that we needed to go wake up the church, and. I think that we're in a really dangerous place as a nation, as a church right now. Mm -hmm. There's God talks about in scripture, the strong delusion that he'll send at the, at the end of, you know, in the end times. And you can call it the smartphone. You can call it the media. You can call it whatever you want to call it. But all, a lot of people, above, are, yeah. a lot of people are walking around like the zombie apocalypse, man, or we're the walking dead. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're in, April and I agree that the modern disease is ambivalence mm -hmm. where you just don't care. And I think it's a very dangerous place to live. I don't know if you wanted to touch on that at all about, you know, starting with content and waking up the church. Yeah, for sure. Um, so vital. I mean, even in my own personal life, since, since God really said, now's the time, now's the time to go. Um, we, I left vertical church the end of July. I love that place and I miss it. Um, but I know, we know that God has been calling us, us forward, that there's um, this time right now where really, like there, there are some people leading the charge and saying, Hey guys, Hey church, let's focus in. Like, let's not be lulled to sleep. Let's, let's wake up. Let's rise up. Let's shine the light of Jesus Christ. And, and the world that's getting darker and darker by the moment. Right. Um, and I even, I mean, I'm human. <laughs> I realize daily that it, it's a battle, um, that yeah. you've got to stay alert and sober minded and vigilant. Um, cause the enemy does prowl around like a lion seeking out who we can devour and um, that these days are, we've got to be focused, you know, connected with Jesus, 
like tight and so we don't fall asleep either um anyway so well we need fellowship we need each other that's really the major point and that's what COVID, i think has really attacked so you know like just straight up attacked our fellowship and we need to really not let go of that yeah i know know we were we had to wait to get into the studio today and we were talking before too about how much almost a lack of faith kind of that people seem to have they always presume that they have that but you really it's it's people like yourselves who have to kind of stand up and give us some insight to kind of go forward and say, hey, I can do this. Of course I can do this. Oh, yeah, that's it's kind of written there. We're supposed to do this, aren't we're we? Oh, yeah, to do we're it. supposed to act like this. Yeah. Oh, we are. Okay, yeah. I can do that. Okay, yeah. Absolutely. My package from Amazon is three days late, but it's, oh, I can live through that. So, I mean, you know, I think <laughs> maybe. that's, maybe. So, yeah, so don't you think that's part of the issue, too, in terms of waking people up? I think, yeah, preaching the truth is something that needs to happen. And it, we've got to continually do it. Yeah. Our mentor, we had a, a, we have a monthly call with our mentor every, every, uh, well, every month, obviously, because it's a monthly call. <laughs> um, he's down in Lake Elsinore, California, and he's, he's an amazing guy. But one of the things he said was, Chris, you, you can't walk with Jesus unless you're limping. Mm-hmm. And what he's alluding to there is how Jacob wrestled the angel all night and he, he prevailed. <laughs> so he wrestled God all night and he prevailed. And then God's like, turn loose of me. And he's like, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. And God touches his hip and that for the rest of his life, he's limping. And it, what that means is what I was talking about earlier about how God takes you to the place of your deepest wounding. And sometimes mm-hmm. for a late bloomer like me, it takes a lifetime, 45 years mm-hmm. for me. And, but then from then on, you're walking with a limp. And then, but what God is showing me now is like, when you're, when you have to limp to walk, balance looks different. And he's like, and I'm going to show you some stuff about balance. And so he gave me this. A lot of Christians love to quote this scripture. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But God just recently balanced me out. And he said, but I also told you, apart from me, you can do nothing. Mm -hmm. And a whole lot of Christians don't like to preach that. Yeah, that's true. And because the thing is, if if you're gonna if you're gonna have fellowship with Jesus Christ, that his life is inseparable from his death. It's who he is. Mm -hmm. He he is the life because he died the death for us, right? You can't separate the two. And so when you come to Christ, you, you join in the fellowship of his suffering. And that's one of the things I'm going to be preaching on, on Sunday is you can't just come to God and say, oh, please bless me. You know, you, you join into fellowship with him. And yeah. the beauty of it is, and this is what I love, is that there's this intermingling of sorrow and joy, but the joy is so good, it outweighs the sorrow. It more than outweighs it. And you just have this deep understanding of who God is and you just want more and more of it. And it also does. It also gives you that purpose for life that gets you yeah, up in the morning and exactly. says, "I can do this. Doesn't matter. I'm absolutely. I'm not tired. This is what I got to get yeah. up and going." Cold dose of perspective. Oh, yeah, such, I love like that. it's my Amazon package is late, but I, I can I live. Can live through it. <laughs> hey, listen, this you guys are. We're gonna have to do this again if you're gonna hang around and do stuff. Okay. Yeah. So this will be. Uh, you're listening to us again. Uh, tomorrow at 9.30, uh, come over to the Common Ground Biker Church and take a look at it. I thank you guys for coming, and we're going to take a break and close, but when we close, listen to the boys singing. (laughs) That will be April White. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. Through Jesus, there's victory. All the chains that were holding me kept me locked in captivity have been broken by grace so free. When he poured out his cleansing blood, motivated by his great love, give me faith I need to rise above and sing a song of how I've overcome. I've got victory over sin.
Okay, I think we ought to have these guys back. It's kind of fun. Um, if you need to get in touch with me, uh, I'm pretty easy to do that. It's at www.systemicchangeofid.com. Send me an email at systemicchangeofido. It's all spelled out there at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, Systemic Change of ID. We're on Instagram, Systemic Change of ID. You can even call us on the phone at area code 208 477-106. Now, make sure to listen to April sing, and we'll see you next Saturday afternoon on Victory Over Sin.